Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 12, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I'm sitting down today with Jody Tilly and Lisa Iverson to talk about their new Injectables Clinic 5. We talk about the biggest myths of injectables, why everyone shouldn't be ashamed of getting Botox or fillers to make themselves feel more confident, and why people, especially moms, should know that it's okay to spend money and time on themselves and their appearance. At five, they want everyone to feel and look like the best version of themselves. We talk about what comes with starting and running a business and why having a trustworthy partner is key to success. The challenges with starting could be too much to handle just as one person and Lisa and Jody have found that coming together with two different skill sets and a long-term friendship is what made this partnership and business successful. I learned so much about injectables and business in this episode and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. With that, here is Jody and Lisa. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm sitting here with Lisa and Jody from Phi Medical. Thanks for sitting down with me. I'm super excited for this. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be fun. Yes. Um, for people who don't know you, can you give a little intro about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm Jody. I'm the director of operations for um, Phi Medical Aesthetics, and Lisa and I are co-owners in this company. And we decided to start this company about uh, a year ago, and we opened our doors about seven months after we had the idea to create Calgary's first injectables-only clinic. And I'm Lisa Iverson, and I'm the clinical director, and I'm also a registered nurse with my bachelorette degree. And I have been working in this industry for a long time, and Jody and I um, have known each other for 23 years, and we've both worked in the industry for a long time, and we had a brainchild that we would open up Calgary's, as Jody said, Calgary's first injectables only clinic. That's awesome. Um, and so it's called Phi. So where does that come from? And what does that mean? So Phi is actually the golden ratio. So it's used in um, architecture. In we see it naturally in nature, and we use it in facial aesthetics as well. So Phi is a ratio of one to one point six one eight, and that is the ratio of beauty. So it's a naturally occurring ratio, as we as I say in nature, you see it in leaves or in um, different structures. They use it in architecture and design as well, and we look to it in facial aesthetics. So that ratio we're constantly looking at, and it, uh, our brain naturally sees it as um, a beautiful ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we're actually our brains are scientifically hardwired to see phi ratio as beautiful. So I'll give you an example. The most beautiful people in the world are considered models or supermodels. And that's because they have more phi ratios in their face than than any other industry in the world. So it's definitely um, a real thing, and you know there's definitely beauty in other areas, and people can beauty. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but the general population is hardwired to see phi as beautiful. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense then, how our society grew to very specific looking people. Yeah. Considered the most like the beautiful the models, like you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you kind of mentioned your backgrounds, but how did this idea come to be? When did you decide that this is what needs to happen for your next step? Jody, Jody was in getting Botox, and I said, we should go into business together, and she said, you had me at we should, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a verbatim true story. 
Uh, we've both been consumers in the industry for a long time and Lisa has worked in the industry for a long time for various um, people in plastic surgery and dermatology and and she's learned from some of the absolute best but we also saw a bit of a hole in the market in that there were many people doing it and lots of people sort of were jack of all trades had their hands in multiple different uh, baskets but nobody was just doing injectables and kind of becoming and branding themselves as the expert in just injectables so you can you can get great injectables at m many places around town but they're they're doing so many other things at the same time that we just wanted to create something really unique that way and special so that our patients feel like they're getting um, absolute best uh, trusted expert experience when they come to FI. Mm -hmm. right. And so opening this up, uh, was it challenging? Did you run into any issues? Or was it just smooth sailing until opening day? You know, a little bumps here and there, but really things have kind of fallen into place quite well. We, you know, we, from the very beginning, we reached out to numerous people to guide us. We knew that there were many things we wouldn't know how to do. So we reached out to financial advisors and um, mentors and different people in the industry um, that we knew could support and guide us, as well as Jody and I have worked in the industry, Jody on the business side and myself on the clinical side for many years, so we also had a very strong background, it wasn't new to us. Um, we saw a lot of what we knew we didn't want to do and we had very strong views about what we did want to create and part of that was culture, so I think I think it's gone fairly smoothly, right? yeah. other than little bumps. So far, I think we've done a pretty good job. I'm sure that we'll come across some more challenges as we as we get into this. Uh, the only things sort of that come to mind is, um, you know, uh, we had an initial budget in mind of what we wanted to, <laughs> what we what we wanted to spend in creating this place, and everything we did was more expensive than than that so we ended up doubling our budget on what we wanted to spend that was a little challenging to overcome but we yeah. decided we needed to have the most beautiful place so um, we did it we spent double a uh, couple of human resources challenges I think just in people that we wanted to hire or um, people we thought would be part of our team ended up not being part of our team and that's okay because it, it turned out to be great in the end and yeah. the people that we have hired right now we're so happy with and excited about and they're really helping us to like they have the same vision as us going forward so yeah, other absolutely. than that like I think we've been we've been pretty good so far I think yeah. we've even exceeded some of our own expectations in our first five months of operation absolutely that's super exciting and what advice would you give people who have the skills or are in the industry already but want to branch off and start their own business like you guys have done? Ugh, don't do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, I think our long-term vision for Lisa and I is that we're very family-oriented and we definitely want to be able to take a little bit of a step back once the business is running really smoothly and, and highly profitable, but it, it's a lot of work. So you really have to be prepared to give up whatever you're doing and go full-time into this. Yeah, you can't do this part-time. I think, you know, someone asked me that question recently and I said, will you find a, a great partner and you just go for it? Because um, I think that's one thing that works well for Jody and I is that we mm -hmm. come with really different skill sets. So um, we are able to lean on each other a lot for each other's skills and strengths. And so that's really important. I can't imagine doing it on my own. There's no way. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't, wouldn't have done it on my own, and I wouldn't, knowing what I know now, I certainly wouldn't do it on my own. 
Do you know what? And that goes back to the previous previous question a little bit. Like if we didn't have each other, this would have been too big of a challenge to take on. Um, Lisa and I, having had that long-term friendship and relationship of trust, we knew going into business together would be the right thing to do. I don't know that there's even any other long-term friend that I might have considered for this because uh, Lisa said that our skill sets are so symbiotic um, and that both skill sets are really needed to start up a business like this. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, so find find the right business partner and make sure you've got at least double the money that you planned on and give up whatever job or other distractions you have and be prepared to spend you know 60 to 80 hours a week building a, a business like this. Wow. And it's interesting that you were friends before because I feel like a lot of people don't want to go into business with their friends mm-hmm. in case like they're not friends afterwards, kind of like a roommate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's awesome that you've been able to do it together because it makes it way more fun than if you oh, oh, absolutely. have been actual friends. We can read each other's minds. We've known right. each other that long. It's mm-hmm. been a long, long time. So mm-hmm. That's a really good point though. And there are friends that I would I, that I know right away that I couldn't do it with. But yeah, so I think we thought about that. For about a minute and just knew instantly, <laughs> <laughs> knew instantly it would work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like you said, you are Calgary's first injectables only clinic. Um, and you kind of touched on it, but is there, why did you focus just on injectables instead of becoming like a medical spa or like a, anything else you could We really truly believe in becoming the master of what you do. We don't want to be generalists. We don't want to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and be okay at everything. We want to be the best in the industry. And we believe we are on target for that, and that's our goal. That's awesome. And so, what services do you offer? So, if someone thinks injectables, everyone thinks Botox. Like that's the first thing that comes to my mind. So, what other like things fall under that umbrella? Mm-hmm. There's so many things that fall under the um, umbrella of injectables. Botox, absolutely first to, to mind, and probably the most used. Dermal fillers, as you start to age, you know, when we're younger, we think dermal fillers as lip fillers and some cheap definition, but really, there's a lot of um, things that happen to our faces as we age and so we can have you come in and really determine what's happened to maybe make you look a little bit more tired now that you're aging or you know a little bit sagging or those sorts of things and we can do small things to help bring you back to a more rested best version of yourself without making you look any different and that's really our goal is to give you really natural beautiful results without making you look done right yeah um, and what would you say are the top three services that people come in for? So Botox, and then what would be? Filler, for sure, would be the next one. Lip, lip and cheek filler is very popular. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Tear trough filler is becoming, um, it's yeah. growing in popularity, and that's one of the biggest bang for your buck in terms of people who feel that they look tired or... or yeah. Um, aging like the, the tear trough filler can really really rejuvenate that area that part of your face to look much more refreshed and awake tear trough filler being making you look like you have t- bags under your eyes all the time and you're tired but you're actually not you you know you're well rested but you still look tired so uh, I think too just having a, we were able to take a really objective point of view and stand back and, and offer suggestions into small tweaks around the face generally not it's not just lip filler and cheek filler um, although those are very popular and that's where most people's minds go to immediately it's about you know there we call um, we call it a non-surgical facelift in that you want to look overall refreshed and there are certain areas that you can treat to help um, bring your face back to more five proportions we go back to five um, and uh, just make you look your, your best and so when someone comes in how do you like look at their face and determine if they're like just make me look 
like less tired or make me gender, what really do you, do you look at? It starts with a conversation because I'm not going to walk into a room and tell you everything that you need to, to do when you're just looking at yourself and seeing one line. I really, it starts with a conversation. We, we listen. We listen to what the patient wants. Not just what they want because we're not taking complete direction from them, but we listen to how they're feeling. What, what do they see going on with their face? I always have people assess their own face and then we talk about what... Um, we're seeing together and we make a plan together because I'm not here to tell you you need to change your face or to make you look any different than you do just to help you feel more refreshed. I say this all the time to my clients that um, we often feel a lot younger than we are, are chronologically. So if you're 40, you, you probably feel more like you're 30 and if you're 50, you probably feel more like you're 40. So I think it's important to, you know, I think that we can, we can look younger than we chronologically are. So let's do that, but with um, elegance and grace and not being overdone. Right. And I think it also, to answer your question, Rachel, it's, it's about experience. You know, I think um, Lisa's been doing this full time for almost seven years now, and she has so much experience in being able to look at someone's face and assess what they would need to help meet their goals as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so experience is a big part of it. Um, and what are the biggest <coughs> myths about Botox and injectables that mm. you like to just crush before they even have yeah, a chance to Yeah, that's such a good one. You know, uh, people who come in for the first time having never had Botox, they they're, have some anxiety and they're fearful because they don't want to look frozen and they don't want to look... Um, overdone and fake Mm -hmm. and this is pretty much the biggest myth because for every person you see looking fake and overdone and big lips there's probably a hundred that you can't tell they've had any work done just that they look so great and so we definitely our philosophy at Phi is very much about uh, treating to look very natural and um, we have a more conservative approach and we'd, we'd rather be more air on the conservative side and when you come back for your follow-up if there's a little bit more needed then we put it in rather than overdo you and someone walk out feeling really frozen and looking like they had work done and we hear all the time comments like oh my husband would kill me because quite often people or the husbands especially are so uneducated when it comes to what botox is they hear botox and they think big lips. dust lips yeah 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 and botox really just is about relaxing the muscle so that you can't create those wrinkles in your face and filler really is about if it's done tastefully just restoring lost volume that was once there and just giving you an unnatural plump of your lips or a little bit more um, padding your cheeks that used to be there that you know you lose those fat pads as you get older um, areas like the temples even so it's just about restoring what you lost really right. yeah and do you find that social media has played <coughs> an impact with that do you get people coming in there like i want my face to look like this absolutely. it's just because people are taking so many photos of themselves absolutely that now people are way more aware absolutely happens all the time yeah people actually bring photos in and say i want my lips to look like this how much filler do i need for my lips to look like this mm-hmm. we've i've had that a few times actually yeah. very recently where they, they bring a picture. Yeah. I find that's more with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So um, millennials, maybe up to the age of about 35. 35 and older, it's a little bit of a different approach because they're not so, they're on social media looking at it, but they're not so much taking selfies or um, you know looking at pictures of themselves as much. And they definitely have a different 
viewpoint to the whole thing. So we're, you, you actually approach it, approach it differently. So younger people will come in and they'll be taking Insta stories of themselves having injectables and older people will walk in and they'll say, do not show anybody and do, if I see you in public, don't say that you know, you know, I mean, it's quite funny. So, and I appreciate that because 10 years ago when uh, the older generation was getting injectables, they, they didn't tell their best friends and now um, the younger generation tells everybody. So we're, we're growing and moving with it, but social media absolutely has changed the industry in the last five years, unbelievably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you ever have people come in where you have to say no? Or they come in with like ideas, like absolutely. if they are too young or if like they just absolutely. have these like weird perceptions of themselves? Absolutely, yeah. I say no all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm here to look at, look at you and, and our other injectors as well. We're here to look at you objectively and to give you our, and three-dimensionally and give you our honest feedback. We're not here just to put filler in for the sake of putting filler in or Botox for the sake of putting Botox in. We, we want people to have realistic expectations um, with the result and look their best again. You're walking advertisement for us as well. So we also don't want you walking around looking, you know, overdone because people go, where did you have that done? Thinking, I'm never going there. So that our, our approach again is, is to, to have you looking the most natural, but with uh, results, obviously, results-based. Um, but yeah, I say no all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it happens more than you think. Like um, probably multiple times a week, we have patients that will come in for, for a particular treatment and expectation of getting a treatment. And Lisa will explain the reasons why it's not a good idea or, or maybe, you know, it's just not the right timing. Or, or guide you in a different direction. <clears throat> so maybe you're thinking you need one, one particular treatment for one area or effect, but really what, what, what you're seeing is something completely different. So uh, as an example, people will come in and they'll be concerned about the lines around their mouth or, or from their nose to their mouth, and we, we call that the nasal labial fold. And they're concerned that they're very deep, but they're not recognizing that if we just put filler there, we're chasing lines, and it's actually not taking you back to your most five dimensions or your more youthful dimensions because that volume loss through your mid-face is causing those lines to be deeper. So we go there. So then we, we draw their eyes somewhere else and say, that this is what I'm seeing. But again, I'm not there to tell you everything that I think is wrong with your face because that's not the way I look at you. I'm, I'm looking just to help restore you and our injectors are looking to help restore you to your best you. So we're just here to guide you and then we work with you. And then with the expertise that we have, then we can create that for you. Mm-hmm. And how often do you say people have to come in? So they come in and get their first appointment done how long do things last or it, it's different um you know there's there's averages for sure so botox you're going to get about three and a half to four months to, but it can it's a little bit dose dependent uh, filler depending on what type of fillers and where we're using them in the face we have other um, injectables for hydration overall hydration of the skin neck and decollete you know those will last different amounts of times so we have sculpture and radius they all have different longevity so it's really about education so when people come in we have very in-depth conversations about these things so they again have realistic expectations of um of what to look for mm-hmm. and and lisa said it's a lot to do with um dose but it's a lot to do with your own anatomy and your own metabolism and and everybody's a little bit different but on average for people who are wondering botox would be every three to four months um, the most common types of filler like lip and cheek you're probably getting nine months to 18 months depending on uh, like cheeks could last uh, a lot longer lips is probably nine months to 12 months you're getting that done under eyes were to um, you know disguise the eye bag or, or that tired look you're probably getting a year plus out of as well so uh, yeah, we have that conversation. You know absolutely everything when you leave here. You feel very educated. <laughs> we yeah. do a lot of education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then if you don't have enough education or you forget because there's so much education, you know, we often send out emails to our patients with uh, post-care and information about um, what to expect and, and how long it should last and when they should be coming back. Right. Yeah. And do you get people coming in that have had too much of a pillar or have gone somewhere else and they're just like, oh my God, like, yes. help me. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, yeah, we do, absolutely. We do. Yeah. So we're here to, to help people because sometimes... Yeah, that can happen. So, mm-hmm. right. And are there yeah. procedures that aren't like do you? Because I think we talked about this when we went for coffee that one time. The procedures that aren't you can't fix until it, your body just metabolizes them. Yeah, like Botox. Yeah, that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There with fillers, it's a little bit different depending on what type of filler there are. There's an enzyme that can help dissolve that filler. So often we'll work with people if if they're having issues with it. Quite commonly, can happen in the lips and under the eyes. Um, so we'll work with people to dissolve what needs to be dissolved and then fix it. Um, but, you know, I mean, it happen, happens industry-wide, um, I think, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Botox is, is the one that you kind of have to let it wear off. You know, if there's um, a little bit of asymmetry, if someone's come in with a spark on one side or a droop on one side, there are little tweaks we can do maybe mm-hmm. to balance the other side. But typically, the, the full effect of the Botox will have to just wear off over a few months. So you, you do really want to trust where you're going and trust your injector that they're the expert in what they're doing. Uh, we, we have people that come in that have had Botox from the occasional Botox injectors, and those are more the generalists that do other things. Like, definitely, I don't, I'm not saying that dentists are bad injectors, but that's not their focus, and it's not their expertise. It's not what they do all day, every day. So our advice is like when it's your face, it's so important to really trust the person who's doing it, that they have the experience and this is what they know and they're the experts in what they do. With both, just to, to lend to that a little bit more, with Botox specifically, you know, I say this all the time, but one millimeter in any direction can change the effect of that Botox, and one unit can. So again, it's experience. You need someone with a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even actually had a dentist come to me once. She's a friend of mine, and she injected another friend of ours. And she, we were all together, all three of us. And one, the friend had a spock on one side, and you know, the eyebrow raises up towards the forehead. And and the dentist said to me, "How do I fix this?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "Leave it to the experts. <laughs> Send her into Phi." Yeah, we have a lot of dentists who mm-hmm. are, are patients of ours as well, and so yeah, we, we laugh. But yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. and I just said to her, you know, it's it's very admirable that you want to do this on the side, and I understand why because it's a great add-on. But it's it's just, I would never go to somebody that does this occasionally to to work with how my face looks. It's yeah. not a cookie cutter experience. Yeah, I mean, everybody does not get the same, and even from patient or from. Um, appointment to appointment for each patient I'm reassessing your face every time because you continue to age the Botox is affecting your muscles your muscles are changing in strength so we're constantly assessing and standing back and giving you again that objective point of view and discussing and it's it's you know it's a relationship moving forward I I joke with my patients all the time I'm like this is a long-term relationship I'm going to know you for years Mm -hmm. so and we do work together so we we start in one place and then we work together for years to just keep you looking your best it's like your hairdresser you know you you see your hairdresser every couple of months and you're seeing us about every three three to four months and yeah yeah, and you're spending you know 30 to an hour 30 minutes to an hour with that injector and once you find someone that you love and you trust like you just you stay with them forever 
it's it's a long term commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we value that. We value that one very much. So. as well, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to switch gears a little bit, yes. Um, let's talk about life work balance. So how do you manage? What's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually everybody's reaction. Like, I don't believe in what. Life work balance. <laughs> that was the next question. <laughs> how do you manage like your family and the management business at the same time? Well, do you know what? I think when we decided to start this business, it was with the vision that we would have more time to spend with our family. And I think also we did expect that it would be a lot of hard work in the beginning. So long term, if you jump ahead, maybe even a year from now, which isn't that long term. But I think our vision is to have this, have the people who work for us, just they're, they're, they, they know what they're doing. They're really, we trust everybody here um, without staff. Yeah, incredible stuff so that it allows us to take a step back. And our plan is maybe be four day a week working mums and have that extra day to run around and do our errands and spend time with our family. Um, We decided not to open on weekends for that reason Mm -hmm. so that we would have that balance. And um, not just for ourselves, but for our staff, because we want them to have life work balance too, mm-hmm. because that'll make them the happiest and then they'll be able to give the best service as well. So it's important yeah. all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we think we can be successful that way, even though we're only open Monday through Friday. And then, you know, we close early on Fridays of long weekends to have that life work balance as well. And I think. You know, we we don't stay here too, too late. Like usually we close around 6, we're home by 6.30 with our family. And then we open a little bit later in the mornings. We open around 10 most days, uh, late on Thursdays and then earlier on Fridays. So that gives us a little more time in the mornings as well to be with our kids. And we both have really young families that are needy of us and Mm -hmm. that's important. So, um, you know, starting this business, again, it's a lot of work. And quite often I find that like I'll go home, spend time with my kids, put them to bed, and then I'll be on my email, on my phone, answering people because I don't want to take that time away from them. That's really important. I think for me too, what I've realized is that I have to be a working mom to be a really good mom. Uh, I love my family and spending time with them, but if I'm with them too much, I get a little (laughs) frustrated, especially at the age that my children are. Um, they're a lot of work. So having great people around you to support like my in-laws and my nanny, who's so freaking amazing. Uh, then that allows us to have, be more content at work and know that our families are being really well taken care of and that when we get home, we can just focus on them and yeah, it's kind of a life work balance. Um, and how do you take time for yourselves then? So you have your business, you have your families, what do you do to disconnect and... That's the first thing that falls off. And self-care is so important. And one of the biggest things we do is we inject ourselves. <laughs> we have access to unlimited injectables. So if we're feeling tired, that's it's self-care. If we're feeling like we need a little boost, we can, we can do that at any time. And it, it's tough. Like, you know, the business, our families are always going to be our first priority, but our business is so close behind right now that we have to spend as much time as we can and right now we do spend more time at the business than we do with our families it's just the way it has to be to be successful right now but self-care is something that we strive for um actually you know lisa and i went and got facials last week we had iv therapy treatment uh the week before that we do working self-care so we'll lay there Mm -hmm. and have our iv therapy and then go through 
you know, a meeting at the same yeah. time. <laughs> have facials, you know, to do our research. It's also important for us. We have so many patients asking us, where do you go for your facials? Where do you go for your massage? Where do you go for your lashes? Where do you go for your eyebrows? Where do you go for IV therapy? Um, trying to think of another one they ask at, whatever it is. So it's very important for us to, when we're recommending places to go to know and have had the experience at those places. So um, self-care becomes part of our business research. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to get better at that, you know, as we get that um, more time to back away from the business once it's just operating so well then we could use that day for self-care you know work working out is high on my priority list and if I don't get my four workouts in a week I get really grumpy and this is one of those weeks but I've also been sick so I haven't really had the opportunity to do it but I think that's such an important part of self-care and feeling healthy on the inside and yeah it's 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 a constant work in progress making sure that we have enough time it's the first thing that has to go though you know, when you when you have a family that needs you and you have a business that needs you, self care is the first thing to drop off. It is, yeah, absolutely. And and your social life, like, yes. pretty much <laughs> non-existent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, and what is next for five? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we only just got open, so I think the first thing is making sure that we are. Um, getting as busy as we can get and getting our name out there and really um, we're such a, a referral based word of mouth business and so far it's it's been amazing like mm-hmm. the, the feedback that we're getting uh, from our patients and the buzz out there is is really incredible and we're very thankful for that I think long term you know we would love to have another five somewhere and that's not in the works right now, but uh, once we become sort of full capacity here and there's much more of a demand even than for the five injectors that, that we have, then we would look at potentially expanding. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We could open up across the country. We could be the next YYC cycle. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> One in every city. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, potentially we could even franchise it. We, we don't know. We, we're, there's so many opportunities, but we do know that what we're doing, we're doing right. We mm-hmm. keep hearing that and we keep hearing that we're unique in what we do. So perhaps there is an opportunity for, or, and people will recognize that this truly is the future of injectables is to go to a specialist clinic and this is all they do. So that's kind of our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so last question, what is a tool, a resource, a book or podcast that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm writing a book right now called Essentialism and this goes back to self-care and working with the business and really it's, I mean, it, it's in the title, it's about doing what is essential. So there's 80% of things that we're doing that are not essential to, you know, to better ourselves personally and our businesses and our family life and 20% that is essential and really focusing on what is essential and saying no and and kind of um, uh, blocking out all of the white noise on the outside. So I I think that I'm really kind of using it as my quote-unquote Bible right now and going back to that and reminding myself, is this essential and is this what's best for me, my family, my business right now? And if it's not, then it's going to have to wait. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say um, a recent one that I have just read is uh, actually it was a uh, ebook that I did was Growth Hacker Marketing. Have yes, you read that I one? Just or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really I got some great tips and ideas, and I think what I also realized is that we're doing it right. 
you know it, it was it was confirmation that we're not following the traditional path of marketing because that's not the way that businesses grow these days and if you look at these companies that have just um, gone viral since their inception I you know I don't know that we're going to have millions and millions of of those customers but certainly in our city we want to be known as the, as the best and there's some amazing tools and tips in that book that we can take and, and learn how to become sort of the next big thing and um, I think probably what I've learned too is that I don't know everything about growth hacking so maybe we can hire you to help us and where can people find five they want to know yeah, absolutely. Well, we're located in Mataloop in the new Odeon building right above Blush Lane. So we're very easy to find free underground heated parking as well. So parking should never be an issue for, for people who want to come and see us. We are on Instagram at beauty underscore phi. It's kind of a play on words, you know, beauty phi. And phi is P-H-I. Mm-hmm. Beauty, <laughs> beauty <laughs> underscore P-H-I. People yeah. are often asking, is it phi or phi? It's phi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we try to post there daily and do stories and lots of educational stuff um, in our highlight reel. Um, well, our website is www.beautyphi.com. Beauty, P-H-I, dot com. Yeah, and then we're on Facebook, uh, we have a YouTube channel, we're creating a super cool creative um, video right now that's going to be part of our highlight reel on our website and soon, coming very soon, so everyone will be able to check us out and see what we're all about, and and uh, and they can call and come in, and consults are free, and we love to do them, so it'd be great to have yeah, some new people time. that listen to the podcast come see us. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. well thank you so much for explaining everything. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. That was that was a lot of fun. Now let's go do your Botox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>